Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today I have Valeria from Do A Shot Of Yoga. Now this episode is going to be a good one and packed full of information. So you definitely want to make sure that you're paying attention. Now, if you are struggling with keeping a positive mindset in between your busy schedules and the crying kids, you definitely want to get my mommy affirmations. These are printables that you can either put in your planner or on your desk, just as a helpful reminder to keep a positive mindset. So head over to realhappymom.com affirmations to get yours for free. Now let's jump into episode number 25 with Valeria. Alrighty. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you and talk to you today about one of my favorite topics, which is self-care. But before we get into all of that, I just wanted you to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Tony. And thank you so much for inviting me. Um, Let's see, take it from the top of three. I'm a stepmom of three more um, who live with us full time. And two of those kids are on the spectrum with special needs. Um, I'm a dog mom of two and a military spouse. And uh, for the past 20 years, I've worked in addiction, outreach, and mental health treatment. And I just launched a new subscription box called Do a Shot of Yoga because I am a yoga specialist as well. Awesome. And I love that chair yoga specialist because that's one of my new things that I've been picking up. So I'm pretty excited to hear what you got to share about that. Oh, yeah. But, um, before we get into the yoga portion, I know that you have a self-care passion just like myself. And I just want to know why self-care, especially for mothers, is so important to you. Oh, my gosh. It's because we do all the things. I mean, I know in my life, my husband's job comes first, then anything the kids need at any time, then my extended family, you know, parents and siblings and people who are local, close friends, if they've got an issue, you know, we show up. Then you've got the stuff to manage with the house, you got car maintenance, you're keeping everything running smoothly, getting dinner on the table and laundry, and it's just, it never ends. I mean, and I know this is not unique to me, it's unique to it's not unique to any moms. <laughs> it's something that's normal for every mom, whether you have one child, whether you have six, it just, it just adds in. And there's so much that we do for everybody else. That at the end of the day, we can just feel like there's just no time for us because we aren't popping up in our own faces to say, Hey, you need to take care of this, or you need to get this done. That's just for you. And by taking care, I don't mean like bubble baths and pedicures. I'm talking about getting to the doctor for a checkup or getting any amount of restorative sleep, eating something that isn't the cold discarded scrapings off a toddler's plate or stale Cheerios. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's the basics that we help everyone in our family to get. Um, we go above and beyond for them, but for ourselves, we're just letting everything, everything go. And that's not sustainable for us. It's not sustainable for the people that we love. Now you brought up a, a really interesting term that you describe your self-care as a sustainable self-care. And I like that, but I just want you to talk to us a little bit about what you mean when you say sustainable self-care. Well, I knew that I personally, I can do anything for four days. Give me a challenge and I will cut out any behavior. I will add in a new thing. I will try it and be diligent and focused for four days. I will make it happen. And on day five, 
something else will go on. I may not even think about it. Or it may be, you know what, today I need to actually go do this other thing. I've spent too much time on this and now I need to get back to my real thing. By day six, seven, eight, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. So even if it was great and it was doing great things for me and my ability to function in the world, it still ends up falling to the wayside because everybody else's stuff is constantly coming up. So by sustainable self-care, I mean identifying and implementing a combination of behaviors that are right for your personality, your schedule, and your personal circumstances that all add up to increased energy and focus and better physical health and intentionality in your relationships. And when this happens, when we can do this on a regular basis, our stress levels naturally decrease and that haze of overwhelm lifts, which in turn gives us the opportunity to continue to identify and acknowledge areas of our life that require our attention and to create behavior and perspective shifts that will allow us to pivot and adapt positively so that we we're continually improving our quality of life rather than making choices that potentially could make it worse. That is really good. I haven't heard it described like that. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. And I just want you to talk a little bit more because you mentioned that you want to get something that is custom to your personality and whatnot. And I was just wondering, is, are there certain questions that, that you ask or is there a worksheet or what tools do you use to kind of help guide um, some of the women that you work with on discovering what is going to be best for them to have that sustainable self-care? Oh, yes, absolutely. This is not a one size fits all thing. I mean, you can say yoga is great and you can go practice it. And that's true. But there are a hundred different types of yoga and there's a hundred different ways to practice like that yoga mindset and philosophy in your life. And it all starts with who you are, your schedule, Um, literally sitting down. And I I want a week schedule from you from morning until night. And I don't mean your ideal one or what usually happens. I want you to take a week and to track every single thing, track what you're eating, when you're going to bed, what time you're getting up, how much time you spend with your partner, how much time you spend that's quality time with your kids. Like if you find yourself experiencing high stress, I want to know when that's happening in your day. Like the more I know about the details of your ups and downs, your ebb and flow and your energy, when you're feeling the highest like crush on your time and when you need the most support, then I can start to find the little places in your life that we can start to make tiny changes that are going to help you level up. And it can be really small or it could be really big. And it just depends on your schedule. And I mean, this comes down to even if you have a diagnosis for mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and you need to be addressing those with your doctor. If you have chronic pain or medical issues, then what is your doctor telling you that you need to do? And are you doing it? You know, so we're, we're going back to the basics and then we're building from there and we're starting to just, we start with just stopping first and looking at what's happening. Then we begin to assess the areas that are the highest intensity for you individually. So what is it that like is just screaming for you to fix immediately before you can even move on? And then we start to implement and we continue to do our checkups on a weekly basis to say, okay, here was our plan. What did your schedule look like this week? Did you do those things? And if you found that they just weren't sustainable for you, then we switch, we try something else and we do it again and we keep coming back. And each week you'll find little ways to make shifts and improvements that really bring your life to a whole new level. That when you look back at that week one, you're just like, oh, so far in my past, I feel so much better now. And it may not even be perceptible in terms of, you know, you may not see it as it's happening, but as you start to look back and compare how your week is now to how it was back then, 
you start to notice that all these little things add up to huge shifts. Oh, yes, I definitely agree with that. And you mentioned the different types of yoga. And I did not know that many, by the way. And I know that you are a yoga instructor and you do some yoga based sustainable self care. And I just wanted to know why yoga? Well, I am a 500-hour registered yoga teacher and an experienced 200 RYT, which means that I've taught a great number of hours and I've got a lot of time invested in this. And there are new types of yoga. We were just talking right now in the past 30 seconds since you've said that there's probably two or three more kinds. People are always coming up with new styles of yoga (laughs) in a way to reach different people who may or may not have thought of it before. And honestly, the reason why all of my sustainable self-care strategy is yoga-based is because it's a low-risk, high yield approach to physical, mental, and emotional health management that is accessible to every body. And by that, I mean, it does not matter what body you are living in. You can do some form of yoga and you will see benefits. And this is not just based on anecdotal evidence or I'm not like a woo yoga teacher where, you know, we believe in it and we let the spirit come and guide us. This is not how I am. This is very evidence-based. And first there's generalized stress management. And it may be in our nature due to any number of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, or varying kinds of chronic stress, so that when we have an exaggerated, it will cause us to have an exaggerated acute stress response to any given event. So when our initial reaction is exaggerated and over the top, our action response is often compulsive, and it's exaggerated as well, which almost always mean that we end up making choices that complicate our situation, making it more difficult. When we practice yoga, We bring that generalized stress level down so that when we have an acute stressor, which is unavoidable, we all have them a thousand times a day, then our stress response has more room to grow. So we might not respond hugely if we're in a grocery line and somebody's taking forever or somebody cuts us off in traffic or the kids like you're just ready to go. And now the kids just wanted to come give you a hug and they smeared their little messy faces all over your dress and you have to go change, you know, like these little Mm -hmm. things that can just make us go, ah, and that's it. If our general stress levels are lower then when we have these little things, we recognize that they are little things and that we can just allow them to pass without letting them take over. Another thing is physical pain. So many of us live with chronic pain for whatever reason, either injuries or we have fibromyalgia, we have recovering from long illnesses that come with pain. And studies have shown, one specifically in Utah found that with regular yoga practice, you decrease the perception of stress, which in turn decreases the perceived stress that's connected to pain. So your perception of pain lowers when your perception of stress is lowered. So chronic Uh, patients who are dealing with fibromyalgia after regular yoga practice were found to have higher thresholds for their regular pain. The same thing is true of diabetes, hypertension, cancer survivors, and chemo treatment. A simple 10-minute yoga practice done in combination with standard diabetes care with glucose control and a focus on cardiovascular health was shown to decrease heart rate by 18% and diastolic blood pressure by 29% in seriously ill patients. And this is a recent study, it's 2018, just 10 minutes of a seated yoga practice. This is not strenuous, this is not a huge part of your day and positive results were seen. Hypertension and multiple studies, the short-term practice of yoga was found to have an anti-hypertensive effect as well as improving overall quality of life. Another study published in 2016 in the Experimental and Clinical Endocrinology and Diabetes Journal it identified a decrease in 10 milligrams 
of reduction in systolic and about eight in diastolic blood pressure among participants. When it comes to cancer survivors and chemo treatments, there was a 2015 study that found that yoga practice has a positive impact on functional capacity and quality of life in breast cancer treatment participants and breast cancer survivors. Another study published in the Supportive Care and Cancer Journal in 2017 found that yoga practice improved quality of life and supported consistent improvement in psychological outcomes like depression, anxiety, distress. So if you're thinking about being in that high level of stress that comes with cancer and yoga was shown to have a benefit, imagine how it can help us, those of us who aren't necessarily living in that high state of stress all the time. A regular yoga practice can really help us to get our base level of stress down to a normal. One recent study showed that a short-term yoga practice was shown to have positive impact on heart rate variability. If you've got arrhythmias or just sometimes you feel like your heart jumping or you get panic, but it only worked in people who completed the study. So that's always the thing, right? The yoga is good. We know that for decades we've had generalized studies and now thankfully they're starting to do more studies that are focused on specific types of yoga in specific populations. So we're getting really down to the nitty gritty of what styles of yoga most impact different health issues that we face. But you have to do it, right? If you're not doing it, it's not gonna work for you. If you're not adhering to it, this is the biggest issue that we face as busy, overwhelmed moms is that we don't give ourselves even that regular 10 minutes a day to just turn inward and find whatever our yoga practice looks like for that day. And if we did, we could create volumes of change in our lives. That is awesome. And you gave some really impressive statistics and numbers to show how beneficial yoga is. And I knew it was, but I didn't know it was that good. So definitely you showed <laughs> us that yoga is something that we need to incorporate, not only just for our physical well-being, but also just to even just with managing stress. And I know personally, I started doing yoga and I noticed that my stress levels were going down. So that's why I started getting into it. But what mm. do you suggest for the beginner who has like no or little experience like myself, who wants to get started in, in doing this yoga that you're talking about and getting these results that you're talking about? So where would you tell them to start? Very first step is that yoga is a complementary therapy, which means that it is not a cure for anything. It is not a standalone treatment. If you have a diagnosable medical condition or mental health disorder, you have to start by talking to your doctor. And like I said, there are hundreds of styles of yoga out there. And if you have a heart condition, you don't want to jump into power yoga or trying to learn inversions. You want to be very, very safe in your practice. And so the first thing is that you go talk to your doctor. You discuss different types of yoga if they have any understanding of it, or at the very least, get started on your own medical regimen with a supervising medical professional who is telling you about your medications and keeping up with any tests that you need to have done and giving you certain things that you may need to avoid if you have a, an injury or a chronic pain issue or your therapist if you're talking about mental health. And in most cases for mental health, they'll say yoga all day. But mm -hmm. you never know how this combines with medical issues and you just want to start off on the safe foot. Next, based on what your doctor is telling you, um, go and start experimenting with what's out there. Find There's so many free classes on YouTube and you can search specific styles of yoga or generalized or beginner or gentle. 
Um, you practice, if, you, if you're looking for something slower and you don't want a lot of strength moves or flows that are hard to follow sometimes, start, look for something that says gentle yoga or restorative yoga. Yin yoga as well are all very like, you get into one posture, you stay in that posture, you allow gravity to do its work. And immediately, like I used to wake up craving massages every day. I had so much stress and tension held in every muscle. And after starting to practice a restorative practice and a yin yoga practice, I don't feel that way anymore. I mean, it's just, it's like your own version of massage. So it's a very gentle way to begin. If you want to be sustainable in your practice and you want to do this for more than just the next few days because you got all excited about it, you need to find a community. It's so important. And I write, if you've got somewhere in your community that is local, where people are there and they're active and there's a beginner-based kind of a program and you, it's not overwhelming and you feel like the teachers are very receptive, then absolutely connect with them and make that a part of your life if you can, if you've got childcare and the ability to get to a class regularly. However, for busy moms, especially busy working moms, moms who are volunteering in their community, who have a thousand things going on, military spouses who are the sole parents, single parents all the time, I recommend an online uh, community as well. And there's lots of places to find this. Um, you can go on Instagram and find your inspiration. Um, a note back on safety, though, don't try to do what you see a lot of these people do, because a lot of what they're doing <laughs> is not safe. And it isn't the practice of yoga. It's the performance of yoga, which is different, mm -hmm. but it's very pretty. <laughs> and so it can be inspiring, yes. like I'm into my yoga, too. Um, YouTube, again, you can follow um, really incredible yoga teachers who this is what they do every day is create a yoga practice that is for beginners. And then you start to work on your schedule and figuring out where you're going to put this in your life. How are you going to show up with your yoga every day? And so yoga on Instagram, on YouTube is wonderful. That's the mechanics of it. And you do need that. You need that information, but you also need that inspiration to keep you going. And I'm a little biased. I do own a subscription box called Do a Shot of Yoga and I work very hard in that box to make sure that I'm giving inspiration and motivation as much as I am giving the information on how to practice yoga in a technical manner. So you, we want from this online community connection anytime, support from your peers and from a yoga expert. And in, if you were to do something like my subscription yoga box or another subscription service that maybe didn't come with the things. But if you had a subscription box on one side and then like a, a membership site on another side, you get information about different ways to incorporate yoga into your life. And so that might mean learning about a new style of yoga each month, learning a new way to practice sustainable self-care, like ethical and positive eating, mindfulness practice, meditation. You're also going to connect with a community of other women who are exactly where you are they're starting out, they're overwhelmed, they have their own issues that they're facing, and you can give and get support. And both pieces of that are a huge part of staying connected, not just getting support, but also giving it to other people who are going through there it can really boost your self confidence as you start to learn and share that with others. Um, in a group, a, a membership group, you want to make sure that you have access to um, a yoga teacher who can assist you with your questions. So for example, if you just sign on for a membership site to yoga classes, you get to see a pre-recorded video and that's great. 
Um, but if you have any questions on how that fits your body, you're going to need to ask somebody who can help you in person. And I'm, I do that a bit in the group. And I also work individually with coaching clients to help them with that as well. Um, and the other fun thing, of course, about subscription boxes is presence, right? I mean, okay. I love, I love a box showing up at my house. I don't even care if it's paper towels from subscribe and save on Amazon. I'm like, Oh, what do we got today? <laughs> I'm open it up. It's exciting. So, you know, I try to keep it fun. And so we have things that you can use for yoga, but it's also those ethical, sustainable treats that you can use in any part of your life. You know, snacks that are healthy, organic, gluten-free, soy-free, different styles of teas to try out, candles, essential oils. Sometimes I'm throwing in workout gear and funny shirts. And it's just like fun stuff so that even if like that month's theme, you try it with us and you're like, meh, take it or leave it. Or maybe once in a while when you get the next one, now you're inspired to try something new all over again. So you get to go through that with a community of people who are also trying this new thing and then starting to layer in those new ways of living new choices that you're making that start to cause those little tiny shifts that add up to the huge, huge change. Nice. Now you mentioned a little bit about your subscription box. I just wanted you to just tell us what we could expect to find inside of the subscription box. Well, for example, this month, the theme was yoga on the go. So this is exciting. This is kind of a secret, I think. It depends on when you, when you air this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I broke all the rules this month. I know everything in a subscription box is supposed to fit in that subscription box, but I felt like I couldn't send out a yoga on the go box without giving you a travel yoga mat, which did not fit. Mm. So I sent the travel yoga mat. Plus, we got a book called Happy Go Yoga that talks about doing yoga when you're at work, when you're on the plane, when you've got like five minutes in line somewhere, you're stopped at the stoplight, like wait, little ways to find yoga in all parts of your life. Plus, we included some really awesome, healthy snacks. We've got um, a checklist of podcasts to listen to and articles to read, plus a, um, a, a challenge that we do in the group um, for that month, it was a five minute morning ritual that you can do anywhere. So we want you to write it down, track your progress for 30 days, and then come up with a reward you're going to give yourself. We have, ooh, the big thing for this month is a six month subscription to yogiapprove.com, which is a $60 ooh. value in itself and worth more than the box. Like, so if you were just to go to Yogi Approved and get yourself a six month subscription, it, you would pay more than you would pay just to get this box right now. And so that's my goal is constantly to find that value, to find things that you can use, things that will last you beyond the month. So you don't just sit down and open it and it's all gone and done within the next 30 minutes. Like these are things that you can bring with you and use to really come back to as you have time and get the most out of. I don't think I'm going to have to get that because mm. I like the, the doing yoga and any time of the day or any any part of the day because I know for me it's hard because I sit down a lot as a mm -hmm. dentist I'm, I'm constantly sitting and a lot of times I'll be standing up just because I'm tired of sitting down and people look at me like why are you standing up because I'm tired of sitting down so <laughs> definitely I can feel the, the tension and everything and I know the ladies that, that sit down and work especially the ones that work at computers definitely need some help with just doing a couple of uh, quick little yoga exercises or even just a couple of poses just to break that that cycle you know being hunched over and your shoulders off that yes, kind of thing exactly so I exactly definitely could use that <laughs> 
Even just yeah. driving the kids where they need to be, we spend hours in the car some days, like yes. driving back and forth, and then you're over the computer, over your phone, or just slumped in a chair like you're finally Netflix and chill time, and we just don't even think about it, but our shoulders naturally come forward. So there's a lot of ways to start to reverse that. We, we do flexion, which is bending forward about a thousand times a day naturally, and we do extension mm-hmm. where our shoulders come back a little over a hundred. So we have to intentionally work on getting more extension into our lives to, mm-hmm. to counterbalance that. Thank you for that quick tip. I will mm. definitely use it. <laughs> now, one of my favorite questions that I ask all of my guests is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Ah, that is such a hard one. I think I would have to go with though, to never, ever, ever need sleep. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sleep Ooh. is delicious, but there are so many incredible <laughs> things to see that are just amazing in this world. And I feel like, you know, with all the stuff that we do, like there's just never enough time to really get mm-hmm. out there and explore. Even if you go on vacation with kids, like, let's be honest, it's not a vacation for the parents. <laughs> you know? so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it would just be wonderful to just like be able to go, go, go and, and see the whole world and yeah. be out there. You reminded me of, of Dr. Strange. Did you ever watch that movie, Dr. Strange? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. Oh, you got to watch it. I'm not, I, my husband got me into all these action movies. He's really into Marvel movies. But anyways, it's a part in the movie where he learns how to um, develop his powers. And so while he's sleeping, he knows how to pull his, I guess, his spirit being out. And so he's like reading books while he's sleeping. So his oh, body's resting, nice. but he's still going. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Oh. So yeah, you reminded me of him when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's perfect. And lastly, before we sign off, where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more about you and to find that subscription box you were talking about? Well, if you want to catch me on social media, I'm on Instagram at shot of yoga. So that's the at sign with shot, S-H-O-T-O-F. Y-O-G-A, Shada Yoga. And then the subscription box and all the information is in the, you can click through it in the, the profile link in the bio on Instagram or go straight to shotofyoga.com. And I will have a, a coupon code just for your listeners that I can give Yay. you to put into the show notes so y'all can save a little bit of cash up front and get, get a little bit of a, a kickback on your first box. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for sharing that and all the other wonderful information that you gave us. This was really good. Awesome. So glad to be here. Really excited. I love talking about it. So anytime. Nice. Now, any last words you have before we sign off? I think only last words is just start. You don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to you know, know all the things or take a special class or you know, buy all the right clothes just start, just start to connect with your breath, just start to find a little bit of movement. And already you're beginning to practice some yoga. Awesome. Thank you. That was beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tony. And I hope you have a great day today. Now, I told you this will be a good one. This is packed full of information. And if you're wondering where do you get all of these links and find more information about the sources that she mentioned, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 25. There you'll find all of the links that were mentioned, as well as the sources for all of the studies that Valeria provided. In addition, you'll find the show notes that will be helpful to provide you more information and give you some of the highlights. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend and definitely stay tuned for next week's episode with Diana. We'll be talking about a pretty heavy topic, but I promise you this is a good one.
she'll be sharing about postpartum depression and suicide. And yes, this is a heavy, heavy topic, but I promise you there is light and hope in this episode that I want you to hear about. So stay tuned and I will catch you in the next one.